Welcome to the Grit to Greatness podcast. Thanks for tuning in and making your choice to win. This is the show where we not only motivate and inspire, we give you tactical strategies to implement on your way to greatness. And now, here's your host, Chuck Farmer. Hello, Grit to Greatness listeners. I hope you've had a great start to 2023 as we're recording this it's the beginning of 2023 it's a great year and i tell you seems like everybody i talk to is excited about this year there seems like there's an excitement in the air people feel like it's going to be a great year in their business and their family lives i just really believe we're on a high right now we've come through a couple of tough years and doesn't mean things will be perfect but it's going to be a great year and in grit to greatness it's going to be great I tell you right now, we've got some great uh, um, people planned on our podcast already. We've got a tremendous guest right now. Um, I'm in Texas in January. It's 80 degrees outside. It's sunny. Hey, I'm in a great mood. I hope you are as well when you listen to this. But today, um, I have a good friend, a peer, a partner, someone else that's also in the sales business. He's a a husband and a coach. Um, It's Martin Lewis, also from Texas. It's great to have you here today, Martin. Thanks so much, Chuck. I appreciate the opportunity. And listen, Grit to Greatness listeners, this is going to be a fiery episode, so I hope that you're ready to to lock in and get some good information with us so we can all go out and win together in 2023. I like it. You're actually from Houston. Are you an Astros fan? So uh, I actually have been in Houston now for going on 19 months, and I will say that I've been converted over to an Astros fan from Nevada originally, so didn't have a baseball team there, so I've been converted. Yeah, I mean, hard not to be right now. I mean, they're just really cool. One hundred percent. We just yeah, had we just had the parade, and everybody's yelling out Altuve and the whole bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, good man. Well, I'm excited to have you here. I've really been looking forward to having Martin on. Like I said, we've shared some uh, things in the past. We've been at meetings together and conferences, and uh, today, as it's kind of the first of the year, we are going to talk about goals. Now, the beauty of this is, I don't want you to think if you listen to this in June, hey, it doesn't fit. Because guess what? That's my thing. I hate New Year's resolutions. It's always time to start fresh. There's always a reason or a time to start fresh, set new goals. So don't think if you're listening to this later in the year, it's not going to fit you because it does at any time of the year. So first thing we're going to talk about is something near and dear to my heart is actually setting goals, right, Martin? Not New Year's resolutions. Absolutely. Well, and to your point, right, is whatever goal it is that you have in life, It's not something that's just a one-time set it and forget it kind of a thing. You need to be able to have a consistent direction for where it is that you're going. And that's really all a goal is. It's just a direction as to something that you would like to accomplish, dated as to when you would like to accomplish it by, and then you're taking specific steps and action towards whatever it is that you have in your heart to go out and achieve. Now, I'm a huge believer, Chuck, and you and I have talked about this, is making sure that your goals are well-rounded. So often I've seen, and I fell prey to this as well in the beginning of my professional career and as I was continuing to build and grow as an individual, is that I would only set business goals. Or younger in my life when I was real big into fitness, you and I have talked about this, is that I would only set fitness goals. I wanted to gain 10 pounds in muscle. I wanted to increase my bench press. I want to be able to dunk two hands. And every other aspect of my life went by the wayside. And then when I got heavy into business, it was all about the business. I wanted to go out and I wanted to make X number of dollars. I wanted to make X number of sales. I wanted to grow my agency by 
X multiple, but then every other aspect of my life then suffered. And therefore, whatever my primary goal was, suffered as well. And so one of the things, and you and I, again, had talked about this is to make sure that, and I want to clarify this, everybody, there is no such thing as work-life balance. There is no such thing as physical fitness, life balance, because every aspect of our life is going to impact and bleed into another aspect of our life. We are emotional creatures. We are human beings with physical and emotional needs. And we are also interpersonal beings. And so therefore, whenever we're going out to set our goals and what it is that we would like to accomplish, we need to remember that we have to, again, be well-rounded because every aspect of our life is going to affect positively or negatively the other aspects of our life. Love that. Case in point, if you're going out and you want to have an amazing day at the gym, but you just got in a big fight with your significant other and they don't even want you to go to the gym and you're in a bad headspace, you may or may not hit your personal max because again, it's mental. That's right. If you want to go out and you want to make sales, you want to crush that presentation, you want to nail that main recruit, you want to go out and you want to make more money than you've ever made, you better get some sleep the night before. Hey, man, I love that. Now, let, me, so again, let me stop you right there real quick because I've already sir. got about 10 nuggets that you've given us, and I want to review a couple of these. First of all, I love the fact that you said, one, it's not set it and forget it. Yes, sir. I love the fact that you talk about specific steps and actions, which we're going to talk more about in a minute. Yes, sir. Um, I love the fact that you talk about being well-rounded, and we talk about all areas of our life. That's what yes, this sir. podcast is about for our Grit to Greatness listeners. We talk about being great. This is not about sales being great. We talk about being great in all areas of your life. And I love how you talk about they're all interconnected. And that was a great example. If you're in a horrible mood for whatever reason and you go to the gym, it's going to affect your workout. It just is. Um, if you're not physically in good condition, it's going to affect how you work. It just is. And so I love Absolutely. the fact you talk about all areas of your life, including like faith. Okay. Yes, sir. For Grit to Greatness listeners, if you'll look back on our episodes we actually have an episode, Martin, where a pastor, friend of mine, we did an episode on, is it okay to set goals for religious things? Because we're like, oh, you can't do that. You know, that's that's sacrilege. That's not the case. You can set all kinds of religious or faith-based goals. Uh, I love the fact you talk about being well-rounded. 100%. And so when you're going out and you're looking to, again, set a target that is going to help you be an overall just absolutely dominant person in life. Because again, these things all intertwine. We need to go through and take a look at the various areas of our life that are going to affect the others. First off, we need to make sure that we have good fitness goals. We need to make sure that we have goals to be able to, again, be the machines that can go out and dominate in life. If you can't get up and go to the gym in the morning at some time, then you're not going to be as clear. You're not going to have as much energy and you're not going to be able to make as much of an impact at five o'clock in the afternoon because you're lethargic. You can't make those neuro connections to go and close that big deal. The second is going to be family because again, we can be workaholics. I'm a self-proclaimed workaholic and I'm not complaining about it and I will not apologize for it. But the reality is that my wife needs to know that she is the most important person at my life and I need to take specific actions to ensure 
that she knows how special and important she is and that her love tank is always overflowing or else let's be real about it. I'm not going to be the greatest leader, motivator, and best in business as I possibly could be. The next one is going to be your finance and your business. Again, this is the one that a lot of people focus a lot on. Now, when I say finance and business, I don't just mean one or the other. Now, these may go in the same bucket, but they are both intertwined. Because if you go out and you learn how to crush it in business and make a lot of money, but you are horrible with your spending habits and you are insecure with your ability to manage and maintain money, that is going to affect you and you're going to operate from a scarcity mentality. Recommend everybody that you set a goal on leveling up your knowledge on finance and how to grow your money, save your money, and also make an impact with your money while also setting goals and focusing on how to grow your business and your ability to earn more money. Because you can go out and you can save an extra thousand dollars a month, which may be difficult for some folks, or you can go out and learn how to make an extra $5,000 a month, give away a thousand dollars a month, go on an extra vacation with a thousand dollars a month and still save twice as much money as you were going to save before and love your life and make a greater impact just because of it. And then also when you invest that money properly, you're going to be in a much greater position later on to make an even greater impact. Last but not that. least is going to be faith. Now, faith is something that I'll be candid with you. I didn't have a large focus on for many years, but as I've learned, we continue to grow in life. There are going to be various aspects of your life that will then lead you to want more from the depths of your soul. And that's, again, where I believe faith comes in. We need to be able to do something that we are, again, connecting with whatever your higher power is. But when I believe, and Chuck, you touched on it, setting goals for your faith, that can be where you may not just have the goal of, I want to get closer, and I want to be somebody that acts in the faith in a greater capacity, but you can also set goals to ensure that you are doing things that move you forward in your path of faith on a daily basis. That could be spending time in the word every day. That could be taking time to pray and meditate. That can be to surround yourself with other folks who are of like mind, who are going to keep you down the path of your righteousness, whatever that may be for you. But again, being intentional, because that's what a goal is, being intentional about what it is that we are looking to achieve. Because when we do those things, it is going to then make it to where everything is so strong together that there is not a weak link in your life that is going to take away and decrease your effectiveness of another because we are chasing not just success, with our time, but we are chasing maximum effectiveness with our time and our actions on a daily basis, knowing that we have the same 24 hours in a day. But if one is off, it's draining effectiveness from the other. So let's make sure that all aspects of our life are strong and build together. I love it. How this worked out was finance, business, faith, family, fitness. So the four Fs. Finance, sure. faith, family, and fitness. I love that. So all areas of your life, set these goals. I want to do a quick review. We're, you're past AFLAC. I'm still AFLAC. We love acronyms. Um, the SMART goal acronyms, the one I always look at. 
If you don't know what it is, look it up. I'm just doing a quick review, but you can look that up on, online. SMART is an acronym for specific. Getting in better shape is not a goal, okay? You got to be specific. I want to lose X amount of pounds by a certain date. I want to run a certain race on a certain date. You got to be specific. You got to be measurable, something that you can actually measure, like lost weight or running a race or how much money or how much new sales, how many people you want to bring to know Christ. They got to be action-oriented. You got to have actions attested to them, things that you can specifically do, which we're going to talk about. They've got to be realistic. Now, this is one, Martin, where I'm always looking at it. On the one hand, I understand being realistic. You want to have something that you feel like you can achieve. On the other hand, I don't like this one. I feel like we need to set goals that they don't scare you. They're not big enough. And so I think there's a balance there between being realistic, but also having ones that aren't too easy. You got to have some that are so big, they kind of scare you. And then time bound. Again, run a race by a certain date. Lose so much weight by a certain date. So look up the SMART acronym for setting goals. Make sure you write them down. It's been proven. People that write down goals and then share them with somebody else to hold them accountable achieve 10 times, 10 times more, Martin, than those who don't set goals. A thousand percent. Absolutely. And I think too, Chuck, when you're going out and we're looking to set goals, we also have to set goals that are going to get us fired up and keep us passionate about life. So often, too, we see people, and by the way, I, I, when I say we see people, I'm one of these people that has done this. So this is me falling on my own sword here that I put down. But we set goals that we're not necessarily always the most passionate about. And so one thing that I believe that we need to do as individuals, and this is something I'm focusing on this year upcoming, is setting a goal to do things that you are passionate about who are, that are going to get you excited about life. Things that are going to fill you up to the point where you're so fired up and you're so excited that your enthusiasm bleeds through in everything that you do. Because when you're enthusiastic and you're electric, then you become a person that is more magnetic because people want to be around enthusiastic people who know where they're going and who know what they're doing and who have a definiteness of purpose, but who are also enjoying themselves in their lives as they are going about their chief aim. And so I believe that we also need to, and I would challenge you as a listener to think about something that you're passionate about. And by the way, everybody, this may be a pet project or something that you've always thought was a little bit weird, but it is something that you love. What is that that you're passionate about that you want to go out and you want to set a goal this year? Maybe it's Legos, maybe it's toy figures, maybe it's going on a special vacation that everybody else thinks is weird. But what is a passionate thing that you have that is near and dear to your heart? And Chuck, you actually hit on something as well, right? Is the difference between having a goal that is a little bit scary but then also having the goal that's realistic. And this is something I want to touch on, Chuck, because for me, I'm an ambitious person. I have a lot of high level goals that I want to achieve and I want to make a massive impact. And Lord knows that I'm willing to go out there and go after it with all fiber of my being. But the reality is also, everybody, is that when you're setting your goals, right, and you have to set those goals that are scary. You absolutely do. Those goals that are going to pull you, that you say to yourself, I have no idea how it is that I'm going to get there. But here's what you also need to do, everybody, that I would recommend. As you're setting those goals, make sure that you are also setting goals for how it is that you are going to attack the process each and every 
day to ultimately achieve those goals. So this year, for example, not only do I have the goals laid out, written down on my phone that I can look out and read on a daily basis in the mornings when I'm getting ready to dominate the day. But a thing that I'm focusing on this year more than anything else is also what are the process-driven goals as well? There's an amazing book by an Olympic athlete turned coach. It's called With Winning in Mind. And it discusses and talks a lot about attacking the process on a daily basis that you need to perform in order to get to your ultimate goal and be focused on, as Matthew McConaughey says, the art of the doing. To be deep in the process every single day. And this is where we look at that big goal. We look at that big dream. We look at that big desire. But then we focus on the process each and every day that it is going to take to accomplish that goal. And here's also the other thing, everybody, is that along this road, you have to give yourself grace. Because the dirty, dark secret about the goals that scare you is the reality is that if you're big on accountability, which I am, that if you have this big, astronomical, scary goal out there, time-bound because you believe in yourself, you cannot let the fact that you may not have achieved that lofty, lofty goal get you down. Do not beat yourself up. I want you to think about this, everybody. If you want to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders for yourself, those around you, and you want to give so much value to everybody else, you need to build yourself up. Your shoulders need to be so strong that you can carry the weight of the impact and that which you are looking to accomplish on your shoulders and still have a smile on your face and still be able to pour into others. But if you're beating yourself up about this goal that you may not have achieved in the time that you'd like to achieve it, because let's be honest, it's lofty. You may not be in a position of strength. And so as you are in the art of the doing, you must also remember to focus on yourself and building yourself up on a daily basis and remember to practice self-care and mental health checks, not just on those around you and those you love, but on yourself. Because as you are looking to pour into others and accomplish great and amazing things in life, you have to be an individual that is strong enough, even if it's a quiet strength, to go out and I, achieve those items. I love that. Let me review a couple of things. I, I love this. One, um, we don't have the time to get into this as much as I'd like to, but you mentioned accountability again. I think it's important to remember throughout this to share these things with someone that's a mentor that you can trust to hold you accountable. That's so important. Have a coach. I follow Coach Michael Burt out of Murfreesboro, and his thing is everybody needs a coach. Um, when I worked with a coach to help me with my Spartan races, um, and I told them about, you know, I've never had a coach, and they reminded me, they said, Chuck, um, we're world-class athletes. We've achieved a lot, and we have coaches. Everybody needs a coach. And so you need a coach slash mentor to help hold you accountable. And then I love the process. You know, my personality is one, um, I think you're more process driven than I am. I've always kind of those where I'll just do it out of sheer force of my will. 
And I've learned over the years, I begin to become more of a process person. You got to have that process. And yes. um, I think it's important that you find that process. Now, I will say this, as you're talking about those big goals and lofty goals, it is important that you have smaller goals along the way. For example, sure. you're an easy one is losing weight. It's just too easy to use. But let's say you want to lose 50 pounds. Well, that's not your only goal. You might think, well, that's a tough one. You need to have goals like I want to lose 10 pounds in the first two months. I want to lose 20 pounds by June. You know, you got to have those intermediate goals as well to help keep you that motivation and passion. And I love the passion part. Do a passion test. Ask your mentor or your friend, am I passionate about this? You know, another an easy one is fitness, Martin. Uh, man, I see where you're eating chicken and drinking water. Yeah, you know, I've got this goal of losing weight this year. You know, you can tell somebody's not passionate about what they're doing. They're probably not going to make it. Versus somebody says, yeah, I've got, I'm doing a marathon. I'm going to run a marathon in three months. and I'm getting ready for this marathon. You know, you want to be passionate about what you're setting for. Absolutely. And we need to make sure that whatever our goal is, that it's tethered to something that keeps us passionate. And really, again, it's very cliche, but how is it tied to our why? And Chuck, you know, you touched on something with the coach and making sure that you have others in your center of influence that are accountability partners as well. And right. I think also that when you go out and you set those high lofty goals, I want to make this clear, everybody, don't shy away from those. Keep those scary goals up there. But to Chuck's point, everybody, imagine what happens when you continue to level up, but you go out and you get a coach that's been there, knows somebody that's been there, and can help you level up two, three, four times as quickly because of the knowledge and the know-how that they have that can then help to, again, amplify your results. But here's the other part, too, and to, to Chuck, I mean, to your point, those people need to know what it is that you have in your heart. Because if they know what's in your heart, they'll help you accomplish those things, right. especially if they're a position of mentorship to you as a coach. But we need to level up our circle of influence. That's another question I have for everybody as well, Chuck. What is your goal to level up your center of influences? The people that are in your inner circle, what's the goal to level those folks up this year? What's the goal to level up your mentors and your coaches this year, knowing that they're going to be able to help you get exponentially greater results through the course of time. And let's say with fitness, if you want to go around a marathon, but you're spending a lot of time around people who've only ever run half marathons, I guarantee you that the minute that you get around somebody who has done some Ironman competitions, running a marathon is not going to be a big deal for them. And it's sure not going to be a big deal for you after you spend some time together. That's right. So how are we leveling up in the aspect of associations as well? And then two, Chuck, when we talk about process, we have to think about what we're doing, not just with our year, our quarter, our week, but what are we doing with the next two, three hours of our lives, the next 15 minutes of our lives? And do we have it listed out to say, hey, look, these are the things that I'm going to do on a daily basis that are going to get me closer to my goal. The places that I'm going to do, the people that I'm going to get around. And again, everybody, when you're passionate and excited and sharing where it is that you're going because you have a definiteness of purpose, they'll recognize it. They'll help you get there. But Chuck, I believe that when you put all those things together, then that's going to be a recipe for success. And even if you don't quite reach success immediately, that's okay. 
You go back and you review and determine what it is that happened, recalibrate, re-strategize, and re-execute, and you'll get there eventually. I love it. This has been great stuff, man. Talking about setting the goal, being in all areas of your life, attacking the process, be passionate about your goals, talk about smart goals. We're talking about leveling up and going to the next level. And sometimes I think we throw out some of these phrases that we're used to that maybe all our listeners are not used to. Tell me about the law of the lid. And when you talk about the law of the lid, give us a quick review of what that means. Yeah, absolutely. So the law of the lid, I first learned about this when reading John Maxwell's 21 Laws of Leadership. And effectively, the law of the lid states that your ability, or I'm sorry, your level as a leader will then determine the level at which your organization, your life, your family, your fitness, whatever it is, the people that are in your care or your life will not then be able to grow beyond whatever level that is. So for example, if you're a level four, then you're really only going to ever be able to lead threes, twos, and ones effectively effectively for a longer period of time. However, if you're an eight, then obviously you and those around you are going to be able to flourish at a greater level long-term. But I also believe that this goes for every aspect of life. And we need to be increasing our law of the lid, not just in leadership. Now, obviously, leadership is going to be one that affects a broad range of aspects of your life. But this also has to do with your ability to be effective in various aspects of your life. For example, if you don't know how to manage your money and you're a three out of a 10 when it comes to personal finance, the chances are that you're not going to be able to achieve financial independence and freedom very easily. Whereas if you were an eight or a nine or a 10, so how can you ratchet that up? When it comes to fitness, your ability to understand diet, nutrition, proper exercise habits, sleep patterns, et cetera. If you're at a three, it's going to be difficult. If you're in sales and your closing ability is a two and you need to go and close a big deal, you need to figure out how to level up to get to a three, a four, a five, and a six. When it comes to attacking the process, understanding self-discipline. That's right. What is your lid of self-discipline? Also, everybody, what is your lid when it comes to communication and your ability to effectively communicate your thoughts and ideas to others? I love it. What is your lid when it comes to your interpersonal relationships with your significant other, your family? Do you know what it is that they cherish internally do you know what their love language is going back to the jerry chapman book do you know what their love language is and if you say to yourself love language i don't really know what that is then for example that may be an example of a lower lid that is going to make your life infinitely more difficult because chuck i also believe this is that when you increase your effectiveness in any given area, increasing your law of the lid, if you will, that life doesn't just become easier. In fact, life may actually get more difficult because of what you're looking to accomplish. However, you accomplish certain things with more ease because you are inherently better at what it is that you are looking to accomplish. And so even if, let's say, for example, you went from a level nine to a level 11 in the game of life. 
but you went from a seven to a 20, you're going to accomplish that level a little bit easier because of who you are as a person, even though the situation may be a little bit more difficult. I love that. It's so true. If you want to be a better fitness person and you're a three, you're not going to get better going to the gym and hanging around other threes. Correct. You've got to have a coach who's a 10 or a partner, a mentor who's a 10 to raise that level. That works in all areas of your life. A quick example for me would be racquetball. Man, people remember racquetball was back in the 80s, early 90s. I was, I loved racquetball. And I was pretty good at it. And I worked for Cracker Barrel in Lebanon. And we had all these people come in from across the country. And they want to play racquetball. And I just crush everybody. Well, when I finally played somebody who was actually good, they crushed me. And the reason was because I was always playing people that I could crush. It was easy. And yes. it made me realize real quick the law of the lid. And so I think that's a great example of that. And also, I can't recommend enough. He's so true. But write about Gary Chapman's book, Love Language. If you haven't read that, you need to read that. Um, it's so much going to be beneficial to you in your relationships, particularly with family, like a spouse, kids, knowing somebody's love language. I'm a big believer in that. It can really help out. So this has been tremendous. Um, I really believe this is going to be something that people will take a lot out of. And Martin, we're going to have to have you back to do a follow-up on this. There's just so much more we can go into. So we're going to have Absolutely. to have a part two later on. I love it, sir. Listen, anytime. And again, I appreciate you all very much. Thank you for the, taking the time to listen this afternoon. Also, Chuck, one last thing that I wanted to share with your listeners this afternoon, if I can, is this. Remember, everybody, as cliche as it may sound, you are a winner. Your ability to have positive intent and belief in yourself is going to be a difference maker in your life. So when we're talking about goals, believe that you can truly achieve those because of who you are as an individual. If you need to look any further than that, take a moment to write down all of the things in your life that you've accomplished, no matter how small or insignificant they may seem, because they are significant because you accomplished them. Winning begets winning, and win stacking creates momentum. You absolutely have the ability to achieve whatever it is that you set your mind to, and you can make a greater impact than you ever knew possible through daily actions as long as you firmly believe that you can accomplish what you set your mind out to and don't listen to the naysayers. You can achieve greatness. I love it, Martin. Thank you so much for being on here. We have a, a group of winners in here, and I'm excited to hear more about the journey to greatness that happens in 2023 amongst our, our group of, of podcast listeners to Grid to Greatness. And I really appreciate being on. This has been tremendous. Absolutely. Thanks so uh, much, Chuck. Uh, listeners, thank you for being here. As always, I want to end it with Psalm 1914. This really can fit into one of your goals. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Until next time, Grit to Greatness listeners, Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit to Greatness. We sure do appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get great updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. We sure do appreciate it. Signing off from the Grit to Great podcast studio. We'll talk to you next time.